We are rolling. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Summertime yep. is here. It is here. It's a beautiful evening here in New Mexico. Um, we had the pleasure of sitting around a fire with family, cooking some hot dogs. Still have that pleasure. We do. Sitting around the fire. <laughs> sitting around the fire. If you hear the snap, crackle, pop of my Rice Krispies, that's what it is. <laughs> it's the fire pit. It's the fire pit. And I am... Whoa! Oh! Look out! <laughs> fire in the lap. That's the dangers you have of, of was, having a fire. That was Annie giving me dirty looks and <laughs> getting the fire pop for it. <laughs> Probably should have wet the porch before we did this. Oh, it'll be all right. It got wet because it rained, remember? Oh, that's right. So, uh, had a little rain shower. It was windy, windy today, but it died down enough this evening that it's just really nice. Thank goodness. Yeah. So, um, it is nice to be outside after a long, long winter. winter front porch sitting of uh, side porch sitting in this case. Snow. We had snow in May. Which is, it's not an oddity, but it is a rarity, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So, um, nice to be outside. It's pre-bug season, so there's no mosquitoes. Yay! Yay! Uh, there's one thing, I don't know if we talked that much about that on, on our Idaho podcast, is the lack of bugs that we encountered, at least during the time that we were there. I was going to say, it's still pretty cold when you guys went, wasn't it? It was. Well, I mean, um, yeah, we were in t-shirts a lot of the time. But, I mean, it was pretty bug weather probably. March but or April. April. Um, still pretty early. We it talked was, to a lot of people up there, though. and um, So it doesn't get too terribly said buggy. It doesn't, yeah. One thing that they don't have is flies. Ooh. Not not near like, no, I mean, sure, they have flies, but not near like what we have, especially, you know, round dairies and such like that. Yeah. Yeah, so... But uh, right now, we don't have them here, which is nice. Um, we really enjoy this part of the, this part of the spring because the winds have quit for the most part. For the most part. <laughs> Except for this afternoon. Except for this afternoon. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Every day this week, it's uh, been well. Bullshit. So let me <laughs> let me let me preface that by saying, generally. The way that the weather weather patterns work um, here in New Mexico, especially northern New Mexico, is we'll start with Jan- I guess January. <clears throat> it's kind of a it's cold, but it's usually not very snowy. Sometimes you get kind of a warm up in January, and so it's you know 40, 50 degrees. Uh, <laughs> it's dry. It's it's a it's a dry cold. And there's. <laughs> You know how it is. It just looks bleak. There are no leaves on anything. Yeah. The grass is gray, yeah. dead. Yeah. But the then, only pretty thing left to look at are the snow-capped mountains. Yeah. And if you have snow-capped mountains. Well, you guys are fortunate, and so are we. Yeah. So. <laughs> we had, we had old, old Baldy was pretty snow-capped for most of the year this year. It was nice. But uh, then in February, February generally our high snow month um you get your a good amount of your snowpack comes in february again this is just general um weather patterns in new mexico it changes uh 
year to year and fluctuates. Uh, March is generally your uh, windy month. And cold. And cold. Uh, you, you'll get a couple of snowstorms in March. And then into April, uh, your winds tend to start dying down a little bit. And if you're, if you're lucky, you get your spring rains in April. Um, there have been... Since when did you become a fucking weatherman? <laughs> Have at it, Rodney. I'm busting your balls, man. Have at it. <laughs> busting your balls, brother. Then May it starts to dry out a little bit, um, and and June is dry, and then in July starts the monsoons. And I, I mention this because uh, the good, real good months in in New Mexico to, to camp and kind of be out of bug weather are going to be May and June. Um, July starts getting wet with the monsoons. We tried to, uh, when I was a kid, my dad remodeled our house. And my mom was, at the time, she was going to Las Cruces getting her master's degree in speech pathology. And so all of us boys were home with dad. <clears throat> and that, because of that general weather pattern, um, he he, we had to take the roof off the house mm-hmm. to add on and, and do some things like that. And so, you know, that was his plan. May and June, we were gonna we were gonna take the roof off and then put the roof back on. And uh, that ended up being one of the odd years, and it rained almost every single day in June while we had the roof off. Thank goodness right. mom wasn't home because the house was a mess. <laughs> We had everything that we owned piled in the living room, like stacked up to the ceiling. And then us boys, we were younger, you know, 10 years old. So, I, you know. Were you all right down here? Oh, yeah, just down down the yeah. ditch where my mom yeah. lives still. That way? Yeah, and uh, we were probably Jackson Maggie's age, 10, 12 years old, something like that. And in between the furniture and the pile of, of furniture and belongings that were in the living room, we had stuffed our beds, and so we were all sleeping in the living room amongst the pile of belongings that had the only part of the house that under still the had a roof. Table. Yeah, under the coffee table, the only part of the house that still had a roof. And so, again, it's uh, it's funny because you have the general weather pattern, but sometimes you just have off years. Right. There's been years where it's blown every single day of the year. You have uh, another up way here. to camp. Yeah. Another way to camp. You never thought about that, right? Uh, but we did get the roof on and, and the house remodeled and, and uh, went on with our lives. But uh, it was just, it was funny because that always sticks in my mind. Um, it's another one of those things. Misery breeds, misery breeds memory. June is camp out in the living room month. June is camp out in the living room month. Yeah. So, uh, but. As far as camping goes, most people like to camp in July, but you're going to run into more chance of rain and stuff like that. So. But uh, all that being said, here we are, the end of May, and it is nice and enjoying it. Yes, it is very nice. It's starting to get a little bit warm down in southern New Mexico. It started getting warm in southern New Mexico in January. Yeah. What are you talking about? No, it, we've... We've just started running our air conditioner the past few weeks. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's May, dude. I know. That's stupid. 
Yes. <laughs> Bite me. All you right? know what? It's still pretty good because <clears throat> you can get away with the air conditioner going on and off for the first half of the day. And usually only need it on consistently for the second half. So that's pretty good because if you need it 24-7, then you know it's hot. Yeah. Right. And that's when, that's when I start hanging the clothes on a rack in front of a fan. The wet clothes. <laughs> to Straight out of the washer. The house right. And keep so it cooler. She built this. She oh. built. Well, she didn't build it. She bought this clothing rack that she... That it's she, like one of those accordion This is real good, rack. interesting podcast material here. <laughs> uh, she bought this, um, like an accordion... Folding. Folding clothing dryer. Right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so she'd get the clothes out of the out of the washing machine and she'd hang them all on there and they'd all be nice and wet and then she'd put the fan at the end so it'd blow through there like a tunnel yeah and it worked fantastic dude just nice and cool the only problem is you know i was having to wear a lot of clothes and throw them in the dirty laundry to well <laughs> when it got to the really hot part of the summer just we towels. started putting the towels on there and we'd make kind of like a dip yeah, and put ice, and ice in it. And we stick ice in there. See, here's the and thing. And put the fan. And we tested the temperature in front of and behind. And it actually dropped the temperature about yeah. 9 to 10 degrees. Which, which really, of all it actually makes a Whoa. lot of difference. A 10, um, 10 degree difference is, is a huge difference. Uh, I have a friend that lives down where you guys do. And we were talking about working and you know having to wear a, a body armor and things like that. And, and he was talking about, you got to... You got a, a spark, spark on, on embers. <laughs> You're sitting on it. <laughs> Get out of the chair. <laughs> Action shot. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, he was talking about, you know, oh, it's not that bad. You know, it's only whenever I look at the at the weather, it's only 10 degrees cooler up there. And I'm like, yeah, that's a big difference. <clears throat> oh, it makes a huge it makes difference. a huge difference because my aunt lives in Thule in the old part of town and it's got irrigation ditches and then she's got these big trees and we used to live there too but we lived on the dry side of town when irrigated you know you were there there were no irrigation ditches and there were minimal trees but it was 10 to 15 degrees cooler with just the breeze going over that creek through the trees onto her yard hey rudney aren't you going with that dana chick yeah she's from the dry part of the town <laughs> <laughs> no you're right though what does rango say <laughs> You're right, though. Uh, having gone gone to school down in Crucis, they have those pecan orchards. Yeah, and um, as when you drive by those pecan orchards, it's always 10 to 15 degrees cooler because they're they usually are irrigating them, and it's shaded and it's cool, and that breeze runs through there. And so, like Roddy said, the necessity is the mother of all invention. However, having said all that. I don't want to live in a place where I have to do that. I know. <laughs> no, I'd much rather live in a place where I have to warm it up than cool it off. I'm the I'm of the same same opinion. I uh, I've argued with I don't know how many people about whether you'd rather live in a hot place or a cool place, and I'd rather have to start I can a fire. Cover up. I know. You can do jumping jacks. Yeah. But once you get hot, there's only so many articles of clothing you can take off Ex before it's considered indecent. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's at a certain point, even the water gets hot. Right? So. Listen, I know that I'm a southern New Mexico girl talking about this, but it is easier to get warm than it is to cool off. Mm -hmm. And 
I have lived in cold country, Stop. and I still feel the same way. Yeah. I remember uh, going down to Las Cruces to visit my grandma, and I just, even at, even at seven, six, seven years old, I just thought it was completely ridiculous that they said, oh, it's cooled off. And it was and still it, 80, it was 98 90. degrees. I'm like, what What are you talking about? It feels exactly the same. And I'm sitting there laying in bed, sweating, going, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Oh, I mean, when I was a little kid, I remember. Swamp ass. I remember just when I was a little kid stripping down to nothing but my underwear and laying underneath the swamp cooler. Uh-huh. You know, because it was the only place that felt good. And, you know, we lived in a small house, and there's only... Understatement of yeah, the century. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but we had a trampoline, and we spent, in the summertime, we would jump at night, but we would lay underneath it in the summertime, yeah. because it was the and only place the that we yeah. had any shade. And that's, it really helped. <laughs> that's so funny. That's so funny. And, yeah, swamp coolers only really work in the arid southwest, because... It's dry. It's dry. If and you have any humidity at all, that's all we have in this house here. And, and if it gets real hot, if there's if it's humid, there's absolutely no way to cool this house down because. Um, you, what you get to do is you get to take some black and whites up there and throw them in the air. Throw them in the air conditioner. Yeah. Works like a charm. Well, we kept the water hose going with one of those attachments that kind of turned it into a fire hose, and we would go out there probably once every hour and spray down the pads on the air conditioner from the outside mm. because it was so dry, it just didn't. Couldn't keep up. Couldn't keep up because what is it? Above eighty-five degrees, they just can't. Yeah. They can't even. They're they're yeah. Once you get that warm, it doesn't matter. They're not going to cool much off. I'd always crack up at Dad because once he got one of those window mount air conditioners, he'd turn it on and put a chair right in front of it, and he would sit like perfectly square in front of that thing, just letting <laughs> no, the cold air no, that blow was, over him. <laughs> that was another thing that always kind of baffled me about your parents. So every time it would start raining, they would run for the mountains, which I have no problem with that, except that's one of the only cool days that you have exactly, down there in the flats yeah. is when it's raining, and y'all are wasting it. Going right? to the mountains. When it hits 90 degrees, head for the mountains. But when it starts raining, just stay there and enjoy the only cool day you're going to have down there. <laughs> Actually, you know, the desert is really, really enjoyable when it's raining oh. in the summer. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's wonderful. beautiful. Yeah. It's raining, it yeah. turns green. The mesquite the branches turn saturated. Like, exactly. And the mesquite branches turn black with that mm -hmm. kind of lime green leafing. And the dirt gets really, really red. Mm -hmm. And it's, I personally think it smells good, but I've heard other people say they don't like it much, but. Oh, I think it smells, it smells fantastic. It's, it's just the other hundred degree days. The, and the other hundred, hundred degree Yeah, the other yeah. hundred, hundred degree <laughs> You know, you drive through the desert when it's dry and you think to yourself, how can there be anything but horny toads and rattlesnakes out here? And then it rains and the entire desert is covered with toads. And they are so loud at night that it can be hard to sleep. I like that, though. I, I like, do, too, but I like it's the, just unbelievable. I, I can sleep to the sounds of crickets and toads just fine. I can't sleep to the sound of noisy-ass neighbors. <laughs> That's true. But crickets and toads, I'm all for. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, we live, what is it, 50 yards to the arroyo? Yeah. And that thing's just like a megaphone for the toads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> There's there's definitely pros and cons to to everywhere and and you can understand why 
<clears throat> why you have the snowbirds and, and all that. You know, they spend time up north during the summertime because it's nice and cool. And then they come down and spend the winter in the southern part of the states because it's not as cold. Mm -hmm. But for my taste, yeah, I, I don't think I could do that. No, you didn't like it too well. When we were down there in Crucius together, you, when it got hot, you got pretty grumpy. Yeah. I think our saving grace in Crucius was that we did live in the middle of a pecan orchard. That and was the only one, saving grace. It cooled it off. And two, I have found that those trees absorb a lot of noise that yeah. comes yeah. from the highway. Yeah. Because when we moved out of there and now where we live, we have no trees. All you can hear is the highway. And it's three quarters of a mile to a mile away from the house. Yeah. And it's even downwind from us. So. Yeah. No, and you're right, Rodney. As soon as it started getting hot, I was looking to get out. Thankfully, I was doing my master's degree and <clears throat> had uh, I got to come back up here um, for the summer to do my loco weed trials with the cows and stuff like that. So I didn't have to spend summers down there. But when I came back in, in August, I was pretty pissed off because it was, yeah. one, because I was having to come back to school, and two, because it was, it was still hot in August down there. So. Yeah, except for First Thursday. First Thursday. First Thursday is still, when the, when the air starts to smell like it smells around First Thursday, I can't help but feel like it's time to go dancing, go to the bar. <laughs> I wonder if they you still have it? First Thursday down there. I don't know. I don't think they do not. But it's epic. Now, you look on the other hand, up here in the summertime, and, well, it's 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 like down there, you know, the difference between Almogordo and Cloudcroft, you go 16 miles and you can mm -hmm. drop 20 degrees. Easily. I remember when I was doing my master's degree, I had some cattle up on top of Johnson Mesa up there. And uh, one day I was leaving the livestock uh, research station over there in Clayton where I was living for that summer and going to Johnson Mesa to check on those cattle. And when I left, when I left Clayton at 8 o'clock in the morning, it was 85 degrees and I had my air conditioner going. Well, Johnson Mesa was fogged over and I got up on top of Johnson Mesa and it was 46 degrees. I was like, what the crap is this? Seriously. But it's a whole different world up there. I mean, it's... it's uh, well, shoot, even for Annie's birthday, I think it was maybe her fourth or fifth birthday. We were, you know, we lived down there in Alamo, and then we went up to Cloudcroft, and it was warm. It was cool, but it was warm enough. And then the wind started to blow, and it dropped from, like, 65 to 32 degrees in mid-June. Yeah. I remember this one time we were sitting there fishing on this little creek in the bottom of this arroyo, or this canyon, and we were in short sleeves. And then it started snowing. The next thing you know, there was like a foot of snow on the ground, and we were throwing tents in the back of the car trying to get out of the canyon. <laughs> Speaking of our infamous Mills Canyon trip, yeah, that was oh yeah, that was pretty crazy. You know, before when we were out there cooking and we were kind of cleaning up camp and all of that stuff, and you guys were like, "Let's go in and take a nap." I was sitting there thinking, "It's gonna snow. It is going to snow." But they all want to take a nap, so I go in lay down, take a nap with everybody, and we wake up to an inch and a half of snow on the ground, and I was like, uh-huh. I like naps. <laughs> we made it out. We made it out. A nap in the snow is good. You know, I kind of think we might have been better off to just go ahead and stay. We probably should have, 
But because it melted off what by the next morning. Yeah, easily. yeah, we probably should have, but um, you guys had to leave the next day, I thought, and so that's why we were trying to get out. I can't remember no, now. We but stayed. Yeah. Because we it's, come in That's town usually what happens. It's usually us. what happens. You guys have to leave, and so we're like, oh, we better get out of here. So, but yeah, it can do pretty much anything. <clears throat> and and there you're protected in that ravine. Yeah. I mean, we're literally in a gorge. Yeah. <laughs> that was the other interesting thing, and going back to our, our Idaho trip, was talking to, to, to everybody about the elevation. Yeah, I think we it. talked about that a little bit. We, on, yeah, we did about on our on our Idaho recap. Is but it the, is it kind of like what they lack in elevation, they make up for in latitude well, because they're so far north. Kind of. Yeah. So the elevation is just ridiculous. It's so low. Yeah. Uh, their their tallest peak is eleven thousand feet. Yes. They don't well, even. Well, that's have, as tall as ours. Exactly. No, we we, we're just we have we yeah, have say, taller. Uh, at Sierra Blanca. I know, I was just talking oh, about Sierra down Blanca. by us. Yeah, yeah. But Wheeler's what, taller than that. What's baffling, though, is, is up there in Idaho, you have to drive down to get into the mountains. It's very <laughs> confusing. Yeah, no kidding. But here, our plateaus are already high. Yes. And then our mountains are higher. Yeah, and up there, the plateaus are high, and the mountains are down from the canyon. <laughs> It, it was, was really, it was interesting. It was really interesting. It's pretty, pretty neat how that one how thing that, that all works out. I found interesting when we were driving through there because you know we made a loop when I was I don't know 22 or something like that. We had we drove all the way up and came all the way back down in sort of a teardrop shape, and you're going through there and they have all these mountains and valleys and it kind of looks like velvet. It looks like green velvet grass. Mm -hmm. And in the distance you can see these giant kind of rocky stri striated or striated snowy mountains in early June. And I'm just not used to that because you know our mountains mostly look rugged. They're not covered in that green velvet grass. No. They're covered in pinion ju juniper and rocks and then yeah. higher up you get into the really thick timber. Yeah. Um, that was, yeah, most there, especially right through there, Riggins, all that, all that mm -hmm. country. The grass. No trees on the mountain. It's just yeah. grass. But those mountains were just freaking straight up and down. Yeah, and you look at them and, and covered you really in grass. Feel small. And they yeah. had, you had these goat cattle just grazing <laughs> on the we side. We swear they're the breeding place. cattle with goats and horses too with goats because it was just, just sheer straight up. Seriously. And here's this horse up there, and you're like. And that was interesting. Are you what? stuck? To, what are to, you doing? To see a cow, that's fine. You know, cloven hoof animal. Yeah, but, but to see a horse, a, a flat hoof horse yeah. on the side of the mountain like that was pretty amazing. Yeah. It is. And, you know, well, we were in Glacier and we went to this place called Goat Lick. And for one thing, I don't remember if it was nearby or what, but two things that I saw that really baffled me. One, there was a place where the river literally looked like it was flowing 45 degrees uphill. And it's known for that. Because of the way the land is, it just looks like it's going like that. And that'll freak you out. And then the other thing was, at Goat Lick, you have these goats on the side of this mountain that's got a lot of that salty tasting mineral in it. Mm -hmm. And your, your goat might be standing on a ledge that's about the size of... Quarter? Yeah, like a... 
you know, it might be two Water inches by an inch off. and a half. They can't yeah, see, by like, honey. <laughs> they can only look <laughs> I was trying to find words to describe it, okay? She's holding her fingers in a kind of a, a two-inch elongated rectangle <laughs> to, yeah. em to emulate and they've got all a four, ledge. They've got all four cloven hooves just stuck right on that little Reese's peanut butter cup size. There you go. There you go. Good one. Ledge. <laughs> Standard on a twixt. Yeah, it's uh. And they don't they don't appear to be a series of those going up to the one they're standing on either. <laughs> it's You're like, how did you get there? <laughs> did you go to the top and then slide down and catch yourself on that one? Yeah. Sounds reasonable to me. <laughs> of course. <clears throat> so we circled up and we came down down through Montana. And that, that country was totally different. It looked a lot more like our country down here where you had trees on the mountains mm -hmm. and, yeah. and the valleys, the glacial valleys. And, and you can like clearly that. see where the timber line is. Yeah. 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 It was interesting. For still, sure. I still like the diversity of the landscapes of New Mexico. I do. Yeah. Uh, and that's... It's like compressed into one state. <clears throat> it's... We have a, a very diverse landscape, and it lends to a really <clears throat> good outdoor opportunity for all different types of people, whether you like to hike, mountain bike, um, hunt, fish, hunt, fish, water sports, water sports. Now, we don't have near the water that Idaho, ha Idaho has, no. but you still have some. Yeah, I mean, it's got. really interesting, so if you think about it, Right down here at Las Vegas, New Mexico, Story Lake. It is one of the foremost for windsurfing yep. in the nation because it's always windy there. Nice. Which you would never even think about. You know what I mean? Um, Our dad got two black eyes from a windsurfing board when he was there. <laughs> <laughs> and a concussion. That doesn't surprise me. No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All or nothing. Doesn't surprise me at all. So, but that's, uh, that is one of the big benefits to New Mexico, is just that diversity from the eastern plains to the central mountains to just the, the even, even the mountain ranges that we have, the, the variation in them. You know, yeah. the Sandias are completely different from the Sacramentos mm -hmm. that are completely different from you know, the Sangre de Cristos and... Um, Completely different from the San Andreas Mountains. Exactly. That well, are just right across the dang basin. Yeah, right across the basin. You know what? Kind of like up the middle of the state, you have like strips of mountains, right? Mm-hmm. And, of course, they run north and south. But, you know, like where I lived when we were kids, we were over there in the Gila, and it's just like this conglomeration of mountains just kind of all mixed in. They don't seem like they run north and south. They're just... I don't know. Like, I've seen pictures of the Smoky Mountains and stuff like that, and they just kind of look like a mass of hills and mountains just all mixed in. They don't seem to have any linear type of geography to them. Yeah. And also, one thing that I like about that is you have the Ponderosa Pines, so you have this high canopy of pine tree needles above you and underneath. You know, you've got a good 12 to 15 feet of clearance, and it's all grass underneath, so... Your visibility under that canopy of ponderosa pines is awesome. Where were we when we were coming out of Idaho? 
but we were we were driving through Idaho and there was that that mountain range and they had those trees on it. it looked um, like it was down mm. in Africa. Yeah, it was uh, so by Mackey. Yeah. We were coming from Chalice mm-hmm. over the, over the little pass going down into Mackey, and uh, these hills <clears throat> they look like they had pinyon juniper on them. That's mm-hmm. you know that would have been oh, my yeah. oh yeah that's, that looks like pinyon juniper. Except we know that like there's like no around up Capitan there. or but something. But we know there's yeah we know there's no pinyon up there, and the we look, we started getting to look at these the vegetation on these hills, and it looked like so it looked like those short ish trees down in Africa where you had almost like a almost like a, a Kind of a, a mesquite looking, but but fuller on the top, ah. and they they look almost deciduous, yeah. more than more than like a pine species. Yeah, it but looked it, like it looked like everything. Do they look like below. a bonsai tree? Kind of, kind of. Yeah, it looked looked like everything underneath was being eaten. Yeah, you know, was being browsed off by the deer and stuff. But but good thick canopy on top. It was yeah. pretty interesting. Looking. It was it was. Yeah, I just love to see the difference because. You know, when you stay in one place, you kind of get this feeling like, oh, yeah, you know, everybody's probably got some kind of little bit the same, but it's just not true. No. <laughs> no. Your world can be very small if you stay in one place. Definitely does you good to get out and see new things and experience different stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you see Bigfoot while you were there? Did not see Bigfoot. We looked. <laughs> we looked. <clears throat> elusive bastard <laughs> he is the king of hide and seek yes uh, saw like in that movie tag their one buddy who was untagged <laughs> for 30 years <laughs> he's the king of that yeah uh so that's a that's a, actually a funny topic because we annie and i were talking about conspiracy theories <clears throat> And I won't, I won't get into the conversation that we had because, um, it'll start a knock. Yeah. I don't want to open up. I don't want to, I don't want her to feel like she's wrong again. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like, like, like with the, uh, the Sandlot quote. Oh, Um, but I don't think, do they know about that? I I don't know, but I want, yeah. I think we should tag that guy in this podcast. our, our, Our listeners with that, um, Sandlot's a big movie for for our family. We all love that movie, and in that movie, Ham is teaching um, what's his nuts? <laughs> Smalls. 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 Oh, yeah. Kill me, Smalls. Yeah, teaching Smalls how to make a s'more, and at the end he says, "And then you scarf." And Kyle, that well, that was our. That was that was our interpretation. Kyle, Basically, Kyle the guys Annie, maintained. Kyle and Annie had a running argument since we were married. Since yeah, we were first married. It's since been like that, four years. And Kyle said he says scarf, and Annie said he says stuff, which makes no freaking sense whatsoever. Stuff your mouth. <laughs> stuff your mouth. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but stuff but, your okay. face. So, stuff but your anyway, stuff your so. Mouth. And I don't know whose whose bright idea was it to call that guy. In so this no, so first of all, that was her argument. My argument was scarf makes sense for the time period in which the movie was supposed to be set, which is the fifties. That's how they would have. 
50s, 60s. That's how they would have talked. And then we put on the subtitles on the yeah. TV. Yeah, and the she subtitles said, and the, say stuff. Yeah, the subtitles say stuff. But and the I'm like, I'm not relinquishing. All the time. I, 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 I will not relinquish. I will not concede my defeat. And somebody had the bright idea. Well, because Andy. we, what is we his had name just in real Patrick Renner. Yeah. yeah, that's right. We Patrick had, Renner. Uh, seen him in, a, in somebody's personal picture on Facebook, and we got to thinking, oh, he's probably. Yeah, he's pretty active, talking, replying to people on Twitter and Facebook and this and that. And so we were like, oh, we should see if we he's on Instagram. Yeah. So we, and so Annie had the bright idea to contact him on Instagram, direct message him. And no, I commented on one of the pictures. Oh, like his most yeah, yeah, recent yeah, yeah. picture. She commented on the most recent picture, and she asked the question. She said, she didn't preface it by anything, so there's no bro code going on here. Yeah, I didn't tell him. She said, <laughs> my husband and I have had a running argument since we've been married. Uh, if you could answer this question for us, it would, uh, you know, relieve this strain on our marriage. It, <laughs> it, it really wasn't that big of a strain, but it was, it wasn't, it was a source of contention every time we watch that movie. <clears throat> but she asked, basically, what do you say in the movie? What do you say... At the end of the s'more scene, do you say stuff or do you say scarf? And, you know, not indicating whose argument was which. Exactly. Um, and he was uh, kind enough to respond, uh, and I was right. <laughs> he said, he if said I remember correctly, he said scarf. I said scarf. And Annie and I. I don't think he even said, he was more confident than that. He said, ha ha ha. It's scarf. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah, if I remember correctly, no. he was very confident yeah. in it in saying that it was scarf. Wow, wow. Yeah. So if we have, if we have a big camp out or whatever again, maybe we should invite him. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely yeah. We can scarf some marshmallows. Scarf some <laughs> s'mores. Some s'mores. Scarf some s'mores. Scarf some s'mores. <laughs> Anyways, back to uh, the the talk about conspiracy theories. Um, <laughs> Do you, should, should I get into it or no? Well, well we're there now. We are. Into. So, it, we were talk, we were sitting and talking the other evening. My brother was over, and he's kind of a conspiracy theorist. He doesn't think he doesn't think that the moon landing happened. And Dana doesn't think the moon landing. It happened. didn't ever. She freaking goes off the other night <laughs> I, about how I that she was filmed in a studio. So. I said freaking flat don't earthers. You think it's questionable. I know. I know. Okay. <clears throat> Anyways. And Annie brought up, hey, did you know that there's this city under the ice? And, and the way that she worded it, she made it sound like, like Atlantis, basically. Hey, there's a city under the ice that nobody knows about. And the I president, didn't say nobody knows about. You pretty much did. No, I did not. Yeah, you kind of did. Anyways. <laughs> kind of and did are yeah, way different. Kind of did. Anyways, she worded it like it was this secret city that only the presidents knew about. And I was like, that's highly unlikely. I think that the world with the technology that we have now would have known about it and this and that. Anyways. You are fooling she, yourself. I'm not fooling myself. She sent me a bunch of articles about this military base that they had in antarctica it was it, like a city it was dug into the ice and i was like okay yeah that i can believe and that there's a, I there's absolutely a no fly zone over the hole 
And they kept it secret for years and but years saying, and years. Yeah, a military so base is like secret, a city, but you made it sound like then what else like it was the secret the city ice under the ice. And that's, anyways, uh -huh. that's the, that's, again, Shot this fire, is, this is, fire. this is our new, I guess, <laughs> uh, point of intent. Whatever point you do, Annie. The new, the new, the new smart argument. Okay? <laughs> but <clears throat> it's funny, though, coming back to Bigfoot, because, uh, you know, being in, in the field of wildlife and, and all of that, I don't know how many times I've talked to people and they tell me about this black panther they saw. There's there's a black panther in the Pecos wilderness. I didn't know if you knew that. He's best friends with Bigfoot apparently. But Bigfoot's kitty. Yeah, Bigfoot's well, kitty, his pet. But uh, it, it's it's always interesting to hear um, stories from those people. Well, I don't want to start a big thing, but I'm just going to mention this. There is a whole group of people who believe that there were actually 15 commandments from God, but Moses dropped one of the tablets and it broke, and they think it's in the Pecos wilderness or in the mountains here in New Mexico. Is the, that the, where the remaining Moses five. did the, I can, I, I can don't totally, know. I can totally see that. I mean, how are you going to carry three of those? you got to carry two. I know. He you would know. need a helper. But, but um, <laughs> that's okay because I got the rest of the commandments taken care of, you know. Number thou eleven, shalt not, thou not shalt camp. not be a dumbass. Oh, yeah. Whoops. And also along those Number lines, twelve is thou shalt not not camp. Thou shalt not not camp. That's an important one. Um, we'll skip number thirteen, but <laughs> it is like unto number eleven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just say that. <sighs> well, so. I think that number eleven just kind of sums up all the rest of. The ten yeah, number thirteen is more of a repeat. <laughs> yeah, no, number 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 thirteen is more of a repeat of number eleven. For Which, sure. if you look at it, that's kind of the way that uh, you know Jesus taught. He repeated things, so yeah, there you go. it might need be need you be. You know, just that, that positive reinforcement. Hey, what is it that he says? And I think it's actually from another movie, but I had, don't think I've seen the other movie. But in Puss in Boots, the cartoon, the egg says, first rule of Bean Club." We don't you talk. Don't talk. About you don't club. talk about the Bean Club. Second rule of Bean Club, you don't talk about, about Bean, bean Club. club. Yeah. <laughs> wow, we are low on topics. Yeah, I hope you're enjoying. <laughs> this is for your, we'll call this the variety hour. Right, right. So far we've covered things from Idaho to New Mexico landscapes to, to weather. Yeti. Weather. We're about weather. Uh, Getty, Sasquatch. And not the cups. Wait a minute. <sighs> what was that you said about when you lived in Oklahoma? And apparently Oklahoma is number one on the well, list of places see, with the highest. Okay, let's let's preface this. Yeti okay? sightings. No, no. So when I when I, when I lived in Oklahoma, I lived near a town called Sepulpa, and the people in Sepulpa claimed that they were one of the number one Bigfoot sighting areas in the United States. But so does every other county. So, you know, whatever. Is there a difference between Sasquatch and Yeti? Yes. Yeah, one's Yeti in the, the snow. snow and the other uh -huh. one's. Uh -oh. I think Yeti is the same guy. I said that That's with extreme confidence. Yeah. Like I know what the hell right. I'm talking about. I'm, I'm pretty sure that Yeti is the same guy. We're going to get guy. called out. He's just in his winter range, you know. 
He dons his white coat and yeah. heads up north. It's kind of it's like between it's being a like snowbird snow sh- and being a. No, it's like a snowshoe hair, you know. In the winter, <laughs> in the winter time, they right get the. A snowshoe hair. A snowshoe This really is variety. <laughs> and okay, but wait. There's more. <laughs> so. When I was a kid, we lived in Gila Hot Springs, and there was a well-known character who was referred to... He was not a yeti, he was a dude. ...either by himself or the populace around as the Gila Monster. And he lived like a mountain man. He dressed in furs and things like this. And he... I mean, it's really kind of creepy because he got caught spying on ranchers through their windows and stuff like that. And he was actually hungry. I think that or there was something enough. involving yeah, either some campers <laughs> or some locals. Like, he kidnapped them and they ended up getting away. I don't remember. But I think that the park ranger or the forest ranger and the game warden dressed up kind of old school, packed into the wilderness into an area that where they knew that he would be hanging out. And they camped out and they feigned wanting to trade with him and stuff like that and the next thing you know he's under arrest they put him in jail in silver city and i don't know how he got out of jail i don't know who paid his bail i don't i don't know but he gets out of jail writes a letter to the editor of the silver city newspaper that says by the time you read this i'll be long gone and you'll never see me again as far as i know he's never been heard from again (laughs) and on that note (laughs) thanks for the highlight there dana <clears throat> it was interesting. It was. It was. That's, uh... Might as well throw the uh, eyeball story in there. <laughs> no, let's, let's, oh, let's skip the eyeball story. Yeah. Annie almost lost her dinner last night over that one. Yeah. Even though she laughed. You kind of have to tell it now, honestly. No. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, let's, let's skip the eyeball story. We don't want to get too graphic on here. <laughs> Explicit. We were, we were supposed to talk about... Um, start of summer. Start of summer, camping, fishing season. Well, kids swim in the year. Uh, this pretty much been just yeah. one solid swirl. That so devolved that. quickly, right? <laughs> well, the kids did swim in the irrigation ditch. They did. In spite, in spite of the 30 mile to 50 mile per hour wind gusts. Yeah, that didn't seem to matter. They yeah. They were frozen. They had good blue lips. Nice. Maggie nice. learned how to float on her back. As she was carried down the irrigation ditch. Yep. The Bring one, the one thing I can say about this podcast is it ought to keep people at least interested on what's coming next, <laughs> right? <laughs> at least during this episode. At least, yeah, that's what I'm saying. During this episode. What are these the rest of them are boring as hell. But yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, you know, though, it's it's nice to have a podcast where we don't have a set. Well, it's that time of year, so the draw results are out. Yep. Um, everybody's either happy or complaining, um, or both, or both. And and it's coming up on, like we said, camping season, uh, fishing season. It's um, well, by the time they listen to this, Memorial Day weekend will be over. But uh, currently, it's Memorial Day weekend, so that's kind of the start of everybody getting out and camping and and fishing and. Um, We've got a few, few more weeks or months of that before hunting seasons get started in August. Yep. Um, 
I guess that's some stuff that we're going to have coming up because we've got a few hunts that we're going to start um, preparing for, and we'll be podcasting about those. You know, our our first hunt coming up will be our August archery antelope hunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be doing a podcast about getting ready for for that. You know, yeah. uh, some some archery prep for that. I think, uh, I think, and, and I, we could probably end this podcast with this, but I, uh, you were, you were telling me just the other day, the stats on who, where our listeners are from. And I think I want to to mention that because it was very interesting to me and we want to say thank you to everybody out there who subscribed to us and listens to us. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, we hope that we're bringing value or at least entertainment into your life. Uh, we entertain ourselves. Uh, so that, that is probably more where it's at <laughs> than the value part. Yeah. Uh, if you're outside of New Mexico, I don't know. We're pretty New Mexico centric, but we are, but, um, that's where we live. That's where we that's live. Where we live. Uh, and that's, but, but, but yeah, we but have was, some interesting, um, the stats are interesting with where, yeah, take us through that. So, so the majority of our listeners naturally are from, uh, the United States and I wish it had a breakdown of that. I wish there was a breakdown by state by state. I would imagine listening. most of those are going to be New Mexico. Uh, Cause that would be really cool to see though. But, um, 2% of our listeners are from France. That's interesting. Um, we have. Listeners in Russia, mm-hmm. Sweden, Qatar. I'm sure, those aren't Spain. like Spain. Spam, spam listeners. Oh, who knows? Who knows what they are? Even I, if they I, are, all, all I can spam listeners, oh, right? <laughs> all I can look at is the statistics. Yeah. You know, uh, our podcast app breaks it down by by location, and it's just very interesting to see. Um, but I know that I know that we've had people comment from. We've had commenters from um, abroad. Yeah. So they're not all just spam listeners, Annie. So like. <laughs> okay. well, Annie and I have discovered another benefit of you guys podcasting because she and I recently went on a 2,000-mile round-trip road trip with two elementary-aged kids and two infants. Oh. And we discovered that by playing the podcasts, especially the ones that include all four of us, they all kind of relaxed. And it was like a lullaby. There you go. Oh wow! I didn't. You didn't even tell me about that. Yeah, I kind of forgot. The first time but, I heard about it. Right. But it did work, didn't it? Don't pump their heads up. Hey. <laughs> no. That's not necessary. Thanks, that's honey. Not We're necessary. all good. Jeez. I I happen to I happen to be grateful. So. <laughs> well. <clears throat> we hope you have enjoyed this variety hour. Yeah, we're we're definitely going to call this one ramblings. <laughs> But, uh, again, every now and then it's nice to take a break and just talk about whatever comes to mind. Um, Sorry if our fire sounds like a bowl of Rice Krispies. We have some really good, uh, or I don't know if it's good or not, but we have some really crackly firewood that we brought back from Idaho. Yeah. Uh, we were, easiest we stuff were very to thankful to find it. We were extremely thankful to find it because we needed it at the time that we found it. So. Yeah. Really easy to split, but it does crackle a lot. Right. So we were trying to say goodbye, but we even squirreled on that. So I'm just going to take us out of here. 
Thanks for joining us. Go on whatever podcast listening app that you are listening to. Subscribe, rate us, Five stars, leave a review. Please. Um, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter hole, whatever else. <laughs> Absolutely. Comment. Comment. Send uh, us an email. Send us an email. Um, not a grande outdoors at gmail.com. Yep. Thanks for joining. Adios. Adios. Peace out. Bye.